0: Hello, this is C. Montgomery Burns here on behalf of the Canned Air Podcast to record a custom radio advertisement set to air
1: following the Amos and Andy show. Ah, sir, Amos and Andy have been off the air for over 50 years. I see. Well, then what's this Canned Air show even about? Comics and pop culture, sir. Comics, eh? Well, I've read my fair share of Mutt and Jeff. Actually, sir, they focus on more current independent and mainstream topics on cannedairpodcast.com you can watch movie trailers check out past episodes and even buy comics movies and video games i see
0: and where might one find this cannedairpodcast.com
1: Ah, on the internet sir very well smithers take me to this internet well it's not a place sir it's on a computer now why is it smithers release the hounds go to cannedairpodcast.com
0: best website ever
2: You're listening to the Canned Air Podcast. Your refusal to listen will be one more reason for me to fire up my death ray and take over the world.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this the fiftieth episode of Can Dare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley, and I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jeff Holcomb, and joining us today we have Jenny Wood of the graphic novel Flutter. Thanks for being with us, Jenny. Thanks for
3: having me. I'm excited to be part of the fiftieth episode.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure how much of an honor that actually is, but we're we're glad to have you here. All right, a lot of talk about today. We have some DVD releases to announce, uh, some sad news about the Fantastic Four coming up. And after all that, we're going to get with Jenny Wood and talk about her Project Flutter a little bit more in depth. But before we do all that, let's get to recaps.
3: Recaps!
1: All right, Jack, you have something on Deadpool. Yes, it has been confirmed (laughs) that uh, it's going to be part of the X-Men cinematic universe. Kind of like how all the Marvel movies are conglomerating together one way or another. Mm -hmm. Apparently they're copying. Uh, Well, why not? It's a successful format. Yeah, it it works, I guess. So might as well keep up with the Joneses, I guess. Right. (laughs) Are you a fan of the uh, Marvel universe there, Jenny? Yes. Any in
0: particular stand out for you? Well,
3: I don't know. There's, there's a lot. What about you guys?
0: Oh well, I'd say most recently, Guardians of the Galaxy was awesome. Yep, I uh, can't wait to see how they
1: pull the rest of that together with everything else.
0: Yeah. What else was good? Uh, the first Avengers. I mean, that really set the uh, whole thing in the motion. Really.
1: Well, yeah. After they teased putting it together the years before with yeah. Iron Man and Hulk and all that Thor. Right. Yeah.
0: And all the time we thought. Oh, that'll never work. Oh, they're gonna do that in a movie, (laughs) and here we are.
3: Yeah, I even like the Thor movies. So. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Well, i I have a thing for Kat Denning, so and uh, she has some of the best (laughs) lines. I think she steals almost every scene she is, but if she's in, but uh, I'm biased. So. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now was she the one that made the appearance in uh, Agents of Shield? Which who was she in the? Did she
1: get was
3: she in the third film she's Natalie Portman's assistant.
0: Yeah. Oh, I was thinking of uh who was Oh it? you're thinking of Sif. Sif, yes, yeah. Lady okay. Sif. But uh okay.
3: She's nice too. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, Avengers nice, I love. Um, yeah, I, I was even entertained with the Thor movies. I mean, they're not perfect films by any means, but right. I went in with low expectations and I came out uh, you know, very entertained by them.
2: Did you follow Thor a lot?
3: I did as a kid. Uh, I found myself really drawn to uh, Thor and the Hulk uh, probably the most of, well, and of course X-Men too, but, uh, of all like the, just the single comic superheroes, it was, it was Thor and and the Hulk, but I was, I, I come from a small town in North Carolina and I, I was surrounded by, uh, male cousins and, and, and raised by guys. And so I grew up with a, with a male gaze and almost, uh, it, that was just the way I was wired almost. So Thor and, and the Hulk were just things that I could relate to. I was a, around a, a lot of great Southern males, but, you know, they kept it all in until they just kind of exploded. Uh, not at me, <laughs> but um, I, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that these are horrible guys by any stretch, but uh, I, I, could, uh, I picked up those comics, those characters, and they were familiar to me.
1: They're good books, especially when those two get together and fight all the time. And now the the uh, new cartoon series uh, Avengers Assembled and The second season just came out And those two are buddy old pals Oh my gosh, it's hilarious Well Watch they Band have 2. to be now because of the movie but Yeah yeah. <laughs> like there's one part, Thor was flying in the air And Hulk was falling And he reaches out his hand and they like High five each other as Hulk falls past Thor oh, God. It's hilarious oh,
0: Jesus
1: <laughs> Oh well I'll just take your wood for it <laughs> Alrighty, But But uh, yeah, for Deadpool in the Fox cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. We'll go a little bit more on that later on. I'm sure you have some news oh. about that. But yeah, that's all I have for that.
0: Very cool. All right. The next thing I have are uh, the DVD and digital download release dates for Guardians and Ninja Turtles. Uh, mm-hmm. Guardians. Yeah. Guardians digital download will be November 18th and the DVD and Blu-ray will be December 6th so soon yeah it seems like a lot like those, more money uh, to be
1: made there yeah that's true they're just gonna melt that, that is one true. they destroyed the
0: box offices yep. they gotta make more money while the iron strike while the iron's hot right that makes sense uh, TMNT release date digital download November 25th and DVD and Blu-ray December 16th for those of you who just can't wait to get your uh,
1: hands around a copy of TMNT Jeremy <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: also in time for the holidays those releases yeah.
1: that's true I thought it was gonna be a while before at least
0: Guardians. Well, I was thinking January for both, but hey, we're getting them early. Merry fucking Christmas! <laughs> 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 Moving on, we seem to uh, recap a little on Shield a little bit every every week after what we've seen the previous week, and the uh, last thing we saw was Agent Simmons is uh, uh, working for the dark
1: side. It can't be true. It can't be true. Just <laughs> like that that small teaser trailer that we were talking about earlier today. She can't be working for him. It's got to be uh, an assignment or something.
0: Yeah, I, I hope not. Are you a fan of S.H.I.E.L.D.?
3: I am not. <laughs> but now I'm curious. Uh, yeah. well. Someone <laughs> coping over to the dark side. Uh. For
0: those of you who don't know much about S.H.I.E.L.D., what has happened since the uh, Captain America Winter Soldier movie is Hydra has infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. and taken over. And uh, one of our most beloved agents from the television show, Agent Simmons, who has been missing for the first few episodes of this new season. Mm-hmm. And a little teaser trailer has shown her working in a lab for Hydra.
3: Yeah.
1: And we are just distraught.
0: Yeah. She was one of my favorites on She's, the freaking yeah.
1: team. Yeah, she is one of the... Even though she didn't have huge parts, but she um, was, yeah, one of the favorites.
0: I think you're right when you said... Uh, She's probably like a double agent or something. She's, she has to be. Yeah, she's too. She's too uh, pure. Mm-hmm. Sounds to like they're
3: just playing with you, like it's a tease.
1: It's working. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a well baited hook, and I'm—I've been reeled right in. Especially so oh, since they broke your heart at the first. Was it the end of the first episode? To find oh out yes, that she wasn't there.
0: Yeah, that. Uh, uh, what's his name? Fitz. Fitz. Or, yeah, yeah I was just imagining her there the mm-hmm. whole time. Oh yeah, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> A little late for that, but whatever <laughs> anyway, I just had to voice my uh, my my concern, I guess I would call it on that, yeah, so all right, Jack, you have something on uh, Nightwing
1: Yeah, back in I think it was earlier this year, there was a Kickstarter to do a Nightwing uh, web series, and it is finally came out it came out on uh, the first episode came out on September 29th and right now there are two episodes up. The first one's called Deathlock, not Deathlock. Uh, I did the Death same Stroke. thing like a yeah. week or two. ago. There's too many of the dead <laughs> names and superheroes. Uh, Deathstroke, and the second uh, episode is called Origin. I think. Okay. I, I haven't I haven't seen them yet. They're both about eight minute episodes, and the third one will be out next week. I think something like that. So these
0: these eight minute episodes is that the episode in its entirety, or are they yeah. like
1: teasers? No, really? it's just a little short, ten minute, eight eight ten minute episodes. Hmm. I don't know how many they're going to do but it, it doesn't look too bad. Well, yeah. I mean,
0: well what do you expect for a uh, you know, was a what is it, YouTube series, right? Yeah. Yep.
1: I'm, I'm going to put the I'm going to put the episodes. I'm going to update the, the website so you'll be able to go right there and watch them.
0: All right. Sweet. All righty. Anything else? Nope. that will do it for recaps. Recap it. All right. And with that, let's move right into the rumor mill. The
1: rumors. Can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah, Yeah. Rumors. Jack, you have something on Doctor Strange. Yes, there has been another name that has come into the rumor mill of who's going to play Doctor Strange. Oh, I
0: thought they had, like, signed Joaquin Phoenix.
1: That's what I thought until I saw this. uh, I saw it yesterday, I think. And who they picked at first, I was just like, eh. But then I saw a picture of him, and I think it could actually work. Patrick Wolbert. <laughs> Putty. What? No.
2: What? Uh, no. Uh, Ethan Hawk. Ethan Hawk? Yeah. Handsome Hawk? <laughs> exactly. Wow. Actually, yeah, you could probably do it.
1: There's. I saw a picture with him, he had kind of a goatee and mustache, and I yeah. thought for a minute you were going to say, you know what? He is handsome. I don't why he is. He's got that smile, like. <laughs> October first, Handsome Hawk was formally offered a contract, <laughs> and the the actor accepted over the weekend. Now it's down to brass tacks, salary figures, and a six picture picture deal being offered. That's the rumor. So, what about uh, the other guy? What was his name again? Joaquin ha- Phoenix. Joaquin. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. I didn't find anything else about that.
3: Maybe he retired from acting again. Remember, he's going to get back <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: into rap. <laughs>
0: He's yeah. like, I, I have to make a sequel to that documentary. <laughs>
3: no, please! I watch that documentary. I, I, I am a fan of Joaquin Phoenix, the actor, not the, uh, not the yeah. rapper. But I did, I, you know, I was too curious. Had to see that. And what did you wreck. think? It was a train wreck. I mean, I barely got. I <laughs> if I didn't love him, I, I would have turned it off in ten minutes.
0: Right, and. You know, I, I turned it off maybe 15, 20 minutes into it. I was just like, I can't do this. I tried. <laughs> I promise you I tried. I just could not do it. And like you said, I am a fan of his work. Um, most memorable for me, anyway, was Signs with uh, yeah. Mel Gibson. Yep. Love yeah. that movie. And uh, I thought he was really good in that. Swing away. Swing away, Meryl. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> Love that movie. So that's what you, See, this is what you get when you make decisions like that documentary. They choose other people to play Dr.
1: Strange over you. Because he made a stupid documentary. (laughs) But no one knows, was it really real or not, except for you. We were going to use you, but then we saw your work with Casey (laughs) Affleck,
0: and we're like, eh, no.
2: Was it real?
1: Uh, It was a real movie.
2: Documentary. Well, he
0: claims it was uh, all all apart, like all an act. But I don't know. He was pretty fucking loopy, man. (laughs) Because there were like... uh, I don't know if it was like cell phone video Of him at one of his Quote unquote rap concerts Where he was getting in a fight with somebody In the crowd and like jumping off stage at him Trying to attack him You didn't see that?
1: No (laughs) Hmm. I guess I'm lucky (laughs) I don't know much about it Just seeing clips of it And what people have said That's all I know about it I was like I don't know if I'm gonna go down this path Or not
0: Even if it was an act I mean it still makes you think Well why would you do that Even if it was fake You look like a
1: fucking idiot that's like the, uh, uh, what's the guy's name that does Borat? Oh. I've never oh. seen any of those movies, and people, a lot of people love them. But oh. it's it's too much for me. I don't even. I, now that I know that it's a whole act and stuff, or that he's just screwing around the whole time.
0: My God, you have to see Borat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you gotta see that. That was fucking hilarious. Why <laughs> I don't that. know. I think I'm better <laughs> off not knowing.
0: You're, go- you're gonna see some, uh,. Some gross naked men. Oh, I know. In the process, yeah. but... Uh, no, I yeah. can handle
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: used to that. I can handle that.
1: <laughs> All right. Anyway. Watch the Watchmen. That was enough. Anyway. Dr. Manhattan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was a big old fly It was a 3D too when I watched it yeah. I didn't expect it Yeah. What
1: the hell are you talking about? The Watchmen Watchmen with the blue uh, Mr. Dr. Manhattan Dr. Manhattan, yeah Big oh. blue guy Yeah, what about him? His
0: nutty buddies
2: Walked were around. showing <laughs> And
1: just kind of slapping
0: your face on screen Jesus <laughs> <laughs> I thought he had like the anatomy of like a Ken doll in that movie like, No, like, no so He no. was What? Right, yep. Smiling
1: and all they, they, smiling, uh, they pew, see
0: pew. you. can yeah, could smiled. see Doctor
1: Manhattan's junk in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw it on IMAX. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> wow. At least uh, when he's floating Indian style from the rear, they didn't show. <laughs> <laughs> they just, <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, no hanging brain or no, anything. No, no. <laughs> We're so sorry, oh, Jenny. We, I'm, no, I no. Was I love it. it, love it. <laughs> I I, the
3: everyone's talking about how I have not seen *Gone Girl* the movie, and I probably won't. Um, but uh, I guess you can see Ben Affleck's penis, uh, which oh, I have no desire to see, people. which is another reason I won't see the movie. But I was just thinking of that. All the conversations I've heard in the last couple of days about that. Wow. While you guys are talking. So right. <laughs> And I wonder if there's a list out there online of like the top ten uh, you know, penis uh sightings in a movie in, in movies or something oh, like I'm that. Sure.
1: I'm the
0: sure there idea. is.
3: I haven't Googled that, but
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: these are the thoughts running through my head. <laughs>
1: Now I don't know if I want to see that movie because that's going to change Batman or Superman. For as me, long as they keep that in that movie and yeah. keep it out of the Batman Superman movie.
3: Well, yeah. I think it's one of those things if you blink, you'll miss it. It's very brief.
0: From what? Okay, I think. that's good. Yeah, Not like that, in Walk okay. Hard.
2: Walk Hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, well... I mean, I don't care to see that. Do
2: you think it's chiseled down there, (laughs) like his chin? I'm
0: sorry. (laughs) I don't want to know these things. Yeah, I I, I, I don't. don't, don't Yeah, I don't. I don't want to see. I I didn't even notice Doctor Manhattan's big cleft, blue dong (laughs) hanging out there. So I. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) And see, now next time I watch that movie I'm going to stare at his dick I'm going to be saying, okay, I've got to see where this thing is I didn't notice it the first five times I've seen this movie Oh, you've ruined it for me
1: He's radioactive <laughs> Oh, shit I just have to hope for the Silk Spectre love scene And then you'll, you'll be okay after it then
0: Oh, how did we get on the topic of dicks? Let's, <laughs> let's move on. Right. What are we talking about? I am Doctor Strange.
3: Phoenix. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. handsome Hawk. Speaking of dicks, <laughs> let's go back to Walking <laughs>
2: Phoenix.
1: Oh boy. Okay, let's Wait. move right
0: past this.
2: Let's yeah. move. Where right. is the Ethan
1: Hawk's going to be, Doctor Strange? Now, I'm okay with that. I yeah, bet I you
0: are too. as handsome as you think he is. Oh, it's <laughs> not Shannon Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're saving that for Gambit. Yeah. Poor Jeff, always let down in the movie theater. It's all am. the Fox movies. Mm. So well, far,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, Spider Man wasn't bad. No, and Sony.
0: And there weren't That's any penises Sony. in the Spider Man movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll prove you wrong. Okay, we gotta get past this. <laughs> no. we're, we're stuck in a rut right here. Okay, you have something else on uh, the Avengers
1: three? Uh, yeah, apparently. Marvel Studios is planning to keep many of the current Avengers out of Avengers 3 altogether. What? Oh, that's.
2: That might work. How? Well, that'll give it like a whole new option of getting new superheroes out so they'll come out with new movies. Oh, so like in
0: the downtime between Avengers 2 and 3, like they'll put out, like, say, the Ant Man movie, uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah,
1: they'll have a whole new cast of people. So to then get they'll in have more people to feature in these movies. Who, they ask? Yeah, is cool. it going to be in the Avengers? Uh, Thor, Captain America, Hulk, and Black Widow.
3: Those are my favorites. Yeah, exactly. like I said. Like Hulk and Thor, and you said Captain America, Black Widow. Those are.
1: Those are all the like the uh, the main stars.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Ooh. I guess uh, what is going to be happening? Why they won't be in these movies? Rumored. Uh, Thor and Captain America might be tied up dealing with whatever happens in their third movies. Mm. Oh. Hulk might not be. Might not even be on the same planet.
2: <laughs> Hulk, don't give a shit.
1: <laughs> don't tease me like that. You know how bad I want
0: to see Planet Hulk on a big screen.
2: Oh, my God. That would be so awesome. Yeah, it would. And Black Widow
1: might be on some other adventure. <laughs> Still trying to get her own solo. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Robert Downey Jr., his contract is so tied up that legally that he's going to be, he'll probably be the only one in Avengers, really. So it'll be him and Hawkeye. Why oh am
0: I still here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I guess uh Marvel's probably doing this because with the contracts with them only doing 3 movies each that they're going to save it save them for the next big movie. Oh, which could be something like The Infinity Gauntlet or Marvel's Secret War. Well, I don't
0: know much about all this, but uh I guess I said that before all this Marvel Universe launched, so Mhm. I'll say what
1: I always say. We'll just have to see. Yeah. <laughs> Got a little while for that to happen. Yeah. And Robert uh, oh, Dowdy Jr. More. is gonna be in Iron Man 4 as long as Mel Gibson directs it. Oh god damn uh. it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Matt Damon. True? No. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: I guess in, like, real life, the I read that same article. In real life, he and Mel Gibson are friends, Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> in some, like, jokey conversation, he's like, yeah, I'll do Iron Man 4 if Mel Gibson uh, directs it. Ha, 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 ha. But the way the article was written and the headline made it sound like, what the fuck? Mel Gibson's going <laughs> to... Be directing Iron Man 4? This is not right. I see Jesus hanging out in the background somewhere. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, hate mongering going on in the movie. <laughs> well, that wasn't in the last three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else on that? No, we'll wait and see. All right. One more thing I've got here in the rumor mill, and I, I wasn't sure whether to put this in the rumor mill or in uh, actual stories because I guess it's been confirmed but in 2015, we're going to see the end of the Fantastic Four and the comic world. It's going to... The series is going to stop altogether. Yeah,
1: Jeff shrugs.
0: He's <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> they always die. Oh okay. No, they're not killing them off. They're ending the, the series. Oh, they're ending it? They're ending it. It's, I think it was 625, issue number 625. Something like that, yeah. But um, I guess the Fantastic Four uh, comic series hasn't been a huge seller. I mean, in the uh, height of popularity of the uh, Avengers and all the other big screen superheroes. And the other two
1: Fantastic Four movies? Uh-huh. Hmm. hmm. I don't
0: know. <laughs> it really
2: had much to do with it. No, I, I mean, they can't get rid of uh, Richards.
0: Well, they say that uh, the characters could possibly still pop up throughout the universe. Yeah. But uh, as for the Fantastic Four run itself, it's going to end. I agree with you. Reed Richards is such a huge part in that universe. Um, He's one of the big brains. Oh, yeah, right. But like this, him. but this comes down to uh, business, is why this is happening. Because Marvel CEO, uh, how do you pronounce this? Isaac, Perlmutter, is angry with Fox after previous negotiations uh, over the movie rights. So I guess, uh, yeah, they were trying to get the Fantastic Four back. From Fox and had even offered, you know, hey, we'll give you full rights to Daredevil if you just give us back the Fantastic Four. They weren't doing it.
3: <laughs> no. So
0: he's, or they, Marvel, is discontinuing this uh, book because they do not in any way want to promote the movie coming out next year.
1: They don't like what they're doing to it?
0: No, well, I think they just want it back. I mean, I don't know what they think about what they're doing to it. I wouldn't imagine
1: they liked it, but... uh, Probably has to do with some of the plans they want to do. With plans on the whole cinematic universe thing, what they want to do, they probably want to have maybe Reed yeah, on it too.
0: Yeah, it would be awesome to see that happen, but I don't think we're going to see that happen for a long time. With any of them. X-Men, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four. They're going to clutch that as hard as they can. And understandably, I would too. This is what I think is going to happen. Once the superhero uh, in the movie theater thing has run its course,
1: then maybe they'll try to sell it back. Probably. Watch what they release the movie. It's going to flop horribly. Like, yeah, just take it back. We didn't want it anyway. Yep. And they'll be like, hey, uh, is that that, uh, offer still standing? (laughs) <laughs> we screwed this up
2: big
0: right. time. I don't know. I, I hope the movie's good. I think I'll end up enjoying it. But uh, it's just hard to believe that one of the very first, if not the first, uh, superhero family of comic books yeah. is going to be discontinued. Mm-hmm. So, I think they'll
3: bring it back, though, once they get like down the road. I was reading about this today, too. And it just I'll feels worry. like a temporary end. You know. sure
1: hope so. This is like a temporary I- temper tantrum fix
3: exactly right. it's, <laughs> it's it's passive aggressive like we're gonna end it and if you want it yeah. back give us the movie back
1: not fair they won't give me my hero's back
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty ingenious actually because you know this internal will probably get a lot of fans you know pissed off toward fox just give them oh, back yeah. their movie rights already you know serious i'm sure it'll come back in a like like you were saying jenny in a number one form sometime down the road it's just uh I don't know, when I heard that I was kinda of sad. I'm gonna go buy the shit out of these last yeah. few issues. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not yep. a, I'm not currently
1: reading them, but I'll buy them the last few. As soon as you told me that about that today, I was like, I'm going home and fixing up my pool list. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright. Anything else on that? I'll take that as a no. <laughs> and that'll do it for the rumor mill. The
3: rumors!
1: Can't get away from the rumor mill.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, with that, uh, let's move into some comic talk. I love this part of the show. It's so much fun. So who wants to go first this week?
2: I'll do it. Jeff wants to go first. Yep. Awesome. What you got, Jeffrey? Um, it's the one I said I was going to read last time, but I didn't send it out. I'm going to read Warrior Chicken Pollo. It's a spinoff of Chew Series. I don't know if anyone knows what the Chew Series is about, actually. I do not. No, the, uh, the Chew Series is basically, I'm going to talk about that a little bit because I want to really talk about it later on but the uh, Chew Series basic recap from the very first issue you'll read is about a gentleman which I won't give out a name because I can't remember it anyways (laughs) (laughs) anything he eats he can recall the whole past history so when you see him he'll only eat like beets or something because he can see it grow in the ground recaps of the person who farmed it and put it into a can (laughs) and if he were to chew like a piece of meat he could watch it Go from birth Grow up into a cow And then take it To the slaughterhouse How it was slaughtered And then all the pieces Dispersed out And he Doesn't like to recall that
0: Mm -mm. That would be cool I I would love to Eat a Twinkie And see the process From uh, starting To being on the shelf (laughs) Well yeah Going that route That would be much I wouldn't want to see A poor animal Getting slaughtered Oh no 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 But the But the the making of a Twinkie.
2: You'd probably throw it away. Like, I'd be like, hey, what'd you throw a whole box of Twinkies away for?
0: A Bunch of hog anus, lips and assholes all being (laughs) made into. That's so funny you
2: said that because he ate a hot dog and it shows like a butt of a a pig and (laughs) (laughs) the eyeball of a goat. Nasty. Anyway, go ahead. uh, This is a spinoff and it's so funny because throughout the whole series of Chew, you would always hear about chicken pollo. Or El Chicken Pollo, you would always see. Okay. And he's basically a Lichador cyborg chicken. Jeez. <laughs> Why the hell not? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And that's the whole funny joke about It's like every time you hear about it, it's like, oh, yeah, but Pollo did it correctly this time. And it was like some kind of weird, crazy superhero moment. Um, for this one, they actually gave him his own little series. Um, I'm not too sure if they're going to be releasing anymore. They have said that they will. Uh, but it probably be like every six months. So okay. probably two issues a year. Uh, but with this one, it follows him being transferred into another dimension, basically. It's up to him to save this world. Uh, and the whole premise is, is he's needed. Wherever he's needed, he's there. And so he's like your basic superhero, but as a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. with this one, it was very interesting to me because uh, he had to fight the forces of Grocery Mancer. Yeah, Grocery Mancer. It's so hard to say it. <laughs> Which is basically like this guy that can turn food Into like this evil villain Or these little uh, minions that do his bidding <clears throat> Like a
1: necromancer makes Undead minions This guy makes groceries
2: Yeah he's like anything he'll, And then if he eats it he he gives the ability of that Or if it was like a carrot he'll turn orange And start fighting Be an awesome roommate
1: <laughs> I'm hungry make some stuff
2: I can't get too much into it Because uh, I'd, I'd actually want to push this type of book But it's more of a good luck if you find it because as soon as it came out, they were flying off the shelves. Really? Oh, yeah. The the reason why I had the copy of this is because I went to a hole-in-the-wall place, which I won't say where it was. We've been to it, but I just don't like to mention that it's the only hole-in-the-wall I know of. (laughs) When I say hole-in-the-wall, it's because uh, you, you don't really know it's an actual comic store unless you actually go in it.
0: What is this, like some we fucking didn't? mason's secret or what <laughs> I,
2: I, I want to say it like that because it's the only place I can find back issues that are not tattered <laughs> <laughs> Fair f- enough, okay <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Like I said, I don't want to give out too much about it It's actually a good read if you want to look a good laugh or anything like that I would definitely pick it up for anybody I that is warrior care. chicken poil image it is image title. Double. Good luck. I'll try to find it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you like buy them all? Are you trying to hoard them all? I mean, you, you, it sounds like a challenge you're giving out to
2: people. Like, oh, you know, when I went, there, was only, there was only two copies. them if you can. There's only two coffees when I went. And I went to Pack Rat and I went to uh, Laughing Ogre. I'm going to go hmm. find this book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it the first try. <laughs> oh, yeah. chicken I'm going to go up. buy
0: this book and then shove it straight up your <laughs> ass, Jeff.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Boy, it must be a full moon tonight or something. This is an odd show we got going here today. <laughs> I think it's
1: on the verge of a full moon or it's It's a just red, finishing. The blood red moon or something like that. Was it? It's supposed to be this month, yeah. Is
0: it?
3: Well, anyway. Explained it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> something needs to. All right. Uh, who wants to go next? I'll go next. Go ahead, Jackery I've been sitting on this one since July. It okay. was uh, Superman Doomed. Issue number one. Okay. And I thought it was, well, the cover says it's a one shot, but apparently number two is coming out next month, which I'm excited for because it was a really good book. Was it? Yeah, it was. Uh, it starts out, some guys in the, uh, fighter jets are flying to this island. Next thing you know, the the jets are just getting torn apart out of nowhere. Um, next thing you know, Superman comes and saves them and brings them back to the, the Navy ship. And tell, and Superman tells the the commander he needs to turn the ship around, but of course they're like, no, I'm Navy, I'm gonna do what I want. <laughs> Navy, <Next> thing, always <laughs> doing what they want. <laughs> Next thing you know, the whole island is just engulfed in flames, and uh, they find out that Doomsday's back. Oh, of course. And he is. they said that last time when he was around, back when Superman killed him, he was more kind of like a larvae, and oh, this really? Doomsday is way more powerful. To the point where anywhere he is He just destroys anything Just this being there And he's uh, opening up portals Just bouncing all over the states Well the, not the states but uh, the whole world Just decimating areas hmm. And Superman's really the only one That can even try to, to Fight him and the Justice League's like oh we gotta try to get him he's like no I'm gonna go do it <laughs> so, Is that <laughs> how the panel read? Pretty much it was <laughs> just like that <clears throat> but, uh, it was kind of funny, because one part, Superman was getting ready to leave, and, uh, Batman's like, no, Clark, you can't go, you know, we gotta do this together. He's like, no, I'm the only one who can do it. He's like, here, in case I don't come back, take this, and hands, uh, Batman a key to the, uh, Fortress of Solitude. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what the hell, just Batman said something just like, oh, thanks. And he's like, don't worry, Diana has one, too, so... <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: yeah. it was I thought the key to the Fortress of Solitude weighed like uh, like Two or three ton like, like So that way only Superman could pick it up
2: I don't know, it was just was a little crystal Because I remember that, because like, so I tried tried to pick it up And I was like, oh, it's too heavy, and he just kind of picks up Casually, and
1: just right. throws anyway. it But after he, he takes off He ends up flying around the world At like thousands of miles a second Trying to watch for Doomsday to show up Ends up finding out where he is Beats the piss out of him, there's a huge awesome fight they fight, he fights them, hits them up into space, they end up landing on Venus, fighting, <laughs> and then Superman just annihilates him with his heat vision, and then he ends up coming back, next thing you know, poof, portal opens up, Doomsday starts coming out again. Mm. So they start more fighting, and then it's continued. As they always are. Yeah, it was really, I was like, man, why didn't I read this before? You sound very passionate about it. It was it's good, so- I'll have to let you <laughs> it. Yeah, I'll have to read it. Very cool. After cheesy uh, Silver Age Superman last week. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's a new 52 badass Superman this week. Man. So that's Superman doomed. Doomed,
0: yep. Very nice. All right. Jenny, would you like to go next?
3: Sure. I I actually am going to talk about something that I picked up in July, too, at San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, you went... (laughs) I went, it was my first time there, and I it was my first time, I had a table there in the small press section, oh, so... Well, how it
0: was, was your uh, experience there?
3: It, it, I had an amazing time. Uh, I had a great people around me. I, You know, what gets lost in the madness of San Diego Comic-Con with all the movies and TV, and I love all of that stuff, but what gets lost is it, there's really a great comic convention there, and... People that put it on are so nice and organized, and I know that they have a bigger staff than most comic conventions, but uh, I just had a wonderful time. I had absolutely no complaints uh, from beginning to end with it. And you know, the layouts, uh, you know, I like New York Comic Con too, but the thing about San Diego is it's all one level, and I had no t- problem getting from one side to the other. And I had great mm-hmm. friends who relieved me and I, you know, at my table, they would watch my table and I had to walk around some and just take it all in. It's a, uh, it's an amazing, I had an amazing experience.
1: Oh, that's cool. So Even you get stuck at the table the whole time. Yeah.
3: Yeah, no, I had, uh, thankfully I had some great friends who I had to go check out the Orphan Black panel, I'm a huge Orphan Black fan, so I probably would have just packed up everything and taken it, (laughs) which then everyone in that line would have hated me, but um, I wasn't going to miss that, Uh, so yeah, I got to experience it, and then there's just a lot of stuff going on in the evening after the convention. So I had a great time, uh, and I'm looking to, to hopefully go back next year and bring Flutter Volume Two. That's the plan. Awesome.
2: But this past year,
3: I picked up um, one of the things I picked up that I I just got to got around to reading is a graphic novel published by Black Watch Comics, which is a small indie press, and it's called Credence. It's written by Michael Easton, and the art is by Stephen Perkins, and it's just such a beautiful book. It's black and white. It's so gritty. Uh, Credence is a New York City cop, and um, he's kind of like the bad lieutenant. He, uh, the thing I love about him, and, and you know, there's a great story arc, a, a great plot, but I love his inner struggle. He is you know a man's man in today's world so he's struggling with what it is to be a man uh in today's world and and all the things going on in in pop culture and in social media and reality tv and and he just feels lost he feels like he doesn't have a place and so he struggles to cope with that um and he's an extremely flawed guy but also you know a good guy too you know he's on out on a case and, and a dog gets shot and, and, you know, he ends up getting the dog taken care of and, and, and taking him home. But, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's a, it's just such a gritty story. Um, and I think it's an important story. I'm a sucker for anything that explores, you know, what it means to be a man or a woman in, in today's time in gender. Uh, so I love it.
1: Sure. It sounds really good. The title almost sounds familiar, but. I might not have ever heard of it before.
3: came out at some point last year. I just got around to picking it up at San Diego and, and now, just now reading it. So it's okay. been around for a little while.
0: Sweet. Hmm. That, yeah, I want to look into that. No. I really do. I, this, I mean, I like the superhero stuff and I read a lot of it, but, you know, sometimes I just I want to put the superhero stuff down and
1: read something uh I don't know, a little more adult, I guess. I don't so much <laughs> read superhero stuff anymore. What's that? I get so much reading stuff for the show, I don't get into my stuff in my my boxes at home.
0: Yeah, well, that's uh, true. Yeah, I've got a stack of comics sitting here that needs read desperately, but what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Well, very cool. All right. Well, what I got this week is something i have wanting to uh, kind of peek in on for some time. It's a Dark Horse comic. Uh, I'm sure everyone's heard of it. Usagi Yojimbo, The Samurai Rabbit. And uh, the issue I picked up was number two of six of a series going right now called Senso. Um, the only way I know of this character, obviously, is through my uh, teen- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle lust. Oh, yeah. Uh, I always thought that character originated with that series, but that's not the case. He was already in his own series and then just kind of had a crossover with the Ninja Turtles. And this year they are celebrating 30 years of Usagi Yojimbo. It, it wasn't what I was expecting. I'll say that. Um, This particular issue is set 20 years in the future from the the original timeline, I'm guessing. But uh, it opens up with a great big battle happening between uh, these two samurai armies. One of them being the rabbits, the other being like uh, bears or cats or like pandas or something like that. Pandas. Pandas. But I, you know, I'm just expecting a you know drawn-out samurai fight, and then in the middle of the fight, like a big rocket falls down from the sky, and these uh little squid beings get out and start putting together these great big, uh... kind of like War of the Worlds tentacle kind of ships. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I'm not gonna go too, <laughs> too much into that, but, uh... It was not what I was expecting. I was intrigued, nonetheless. I'm probably gonna still, uh, pick it up. But, yeah. It was different. Not what I was
1: expecting. Oh, so it'd be like old-time Japan or something like that, kind of...
0: No, maybe the original, uh, run is, um... Like I said, I think this is something special, because right in the beginning it says this is set 20 years and so-and-so's future. I don't know the characters well enough to say who right. it is, but um, maybe I can report on that later once I dig a little deeper
1: on <laughs> Usagi Yojimbo. So he was just a cameo in the old 80s Turtles cartoon, uh, he had been yes. around for a couple of years before that still.
0: Yeah. Well, they would have had to have uh, originated the same year, because the Ninja Turtles are celebrating well, yeah, 30 years 30 this year, too. too. too yep. But yeah, the first time I saw him was in the original run, and I think he's made appearances in, what was it, the 2003 cartoon run? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perhaps,
1: but yeah. So check it out. I, it was a good read. I'm going to keep reading it. I always loved how his ears were tied back into a, like a ponytail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, something about that always is, was cool.
0: Yeah. He just always looked like a badass, and I wanted yeah. to read up on him. So. Anyway, that's all I got, and I think that's all for Comic Talk. So with that, let's move right into...
1: Real World Heroes. Jack, who do we have this week? This week? This is a sad one this week. Oh, sad but, one. Yeah. It's been a while since we, I think the only second one we had was a, a sad ending. But this week is Matthias Moore. This is from back in March of this year. Okay. Um, he and his friend Michaela were going to go to a high school dance. And before that, they were walking along some train tracks and on the way to go pick up some snacks. they were walking down the, ra- the railroad tracks, just hanging out, not paying attention to what's going around them. Um, I guess the, the train tracks went past a youth's baseball field, and a lot of players and fans saw them walking and saw a train coming up on them. Oh, snap. And they, they had no idea the train was coming, apparently. And like uh, the last second, um, Mateus pushed Michaela off of the tracks to safety, and he got hit by the train. And died. Oh, my God. Yep. Wow. What a heroic gesture. Yeah. That is so sad. When was this? Uh, back in March in Marysville, California. Okay.
0: Wow. Well, I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> yeah, <That's>, I know. <laughs> that's really sad. <laughs> but what a gesture to give your life to save someone else's. I mm-hmm. mean, there's no one more deserving of a spot on our wall of justice. So, Matthias Moore, you have found yourself a permanent spot on the wall of justice in the hall of heroes. Oh, you got that deep, De- De- voice be, yeah. back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, a few more things to talk about here, and then we're going to turn it over to Jenny and talk about Flutter some more. Or uh, we'll just talk about Flutter. I guess we haven't talked about it yet. Yeah. We'll <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jack, you have something real quick on Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, he's nuts. Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, we all fucking
2: knew that. <laughs> what well, else you got?
1: Have you seen the the previews for the new movie Fury? With... Uh, oh. Angelina Jolie's man Brad Pitt Yes thank you Oh yes yes I have Looks pretty Sick. good He's in the movie With him Really Yep And talk about uh, What's it called When they the, the, the actors Really get into their character
3: Method acting
1: That's it He's Thank you, you again <laughs> He Was getting some makeup done Prosthetic makeup Cut on his face He wasn't happy with it Because it didn't look real enough <laughs> Got a knife And sliced his face open are you serious? You know. <laughs> and, and here we are talking bad about Joaquin Phoenix when this is the
0: guy we should be talking about.
1: Yeah. And during the shooting, if it would start to stop bleeding, he would pull it back open to get it. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, so it was—it was. That's the makeup they were trying to do. They couldn't yeah. get it right, so he just put a real cut. He didn't like it.
1: He I said see. they couldn't get it right, so he. I just thought you said, were
0: just saying like out of a tantrum, he decided to cut his face
1: for some reason. No, 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 no. He, uh, yeah, it was for the part. I see. But he had also went and remember uh, uh, Dumb and Dumber, Jim Carrey, it's chip tooth. Yeah. Well, he had he had had that capped, and he took the cap off for the movie. Right. Well, Shia LaBeouf took this one step farther and actually had a whole tooth removed. Wow.
3: Oh you know, he's <laughs> like that character Kristen Wiig used to play on SNL, Penelope, where she had to one-up everybody. That's love. <laughs> <fun.
2: laughs> oh, my God.
0: I forgot about that character. Wow.
3: He's, he's just, you know, he's always just got to outdo somebody. It's yep. hilarious. What a douchebag. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, wasn't wasn't there some big problems between him and Michael Bay, and that's why he wasn't in the last Transformer movie?
1: I heard he's just like a son of a bitch to work with. I I don't know anything. I know was, there was a bunch with Megan Fox, but I'm not sure about with him. Hmm. I know he went on a big drinking and drug binge or something like that not a long ago. Wasn't he wearing like a fucking bag on his head for a while or something?
0: Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I think he, there was like, something like that, walked out yeah.
0: around town with a bag on his face that said, like, Not Famous written on it, had eye holes cut mm-hmm. in it, or
1: something like that. I think Transformers blew him up too much, so <laughs> did the Dave Chappelle kind of thing and tried it, except didn't disappear. Oh, you gotta do better than hiding inside a grocery bag. Says <laughs> <laughs> <This> isn't peekaboo. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Shia Buff, LaBeouf. Good method actor, I guess. I'm gonna. I want to see that movie, so I'm gonna be kind of cringing when I see how how bad that cut is on yeah. his face.
2: <laughs> it's so real. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's the best makeup in this whole movie.
2: Well,
0: we'll see what uh, it has to offer. What movie, What was that movie again? Fury. Fury comes out October 14th. What's it about? Actually, World War II. You know what I noticed in the trailers for that movie is Brad Pitt has almost the same look he did in uh, yep. *Inglorious Bastards*. Yeah, that's why I thought it was gonna be a
1: sequel or something like that. Identical. I was like. Eh. Mix it up a little Dale. Brad. <laughs> all
0: right. Anything else? Nope. All right. One more thing to touch on here. And this is kind of very sad news to hear this, um, to know that there are people in the world like this, especially with Christmas coming up on us. Um, you all remember Christmas vacation? Yep. Yeah.
3: Yes. You shitter's remember- full.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas to shitter's full. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Honey, have you checked
1: our shitter lately? <laughs>
0: Well, um, right here in Ohio, just south of Cleveland, in uh, Medina, there's the uh, Castle Knoll Museum. Medina. Pardon me. Yeah. <laughs> and in this museum is Cousin Eddie's RV. What? Yes. And on October, it was either second or third, it was vandalized. People oh. vandalized Cousin Eddie's RV. What was a world it sitting outside? I, I have no idea. Hmm. I don't know. But what kind of a world are we living in here? I mean... This is this is like a staple of every yeah. Christmas, you know.
1: It was every Christmas uh, since I can remember. I've watched that movie. Yeah,
0: I love that movie. But the ladder was taken off, uh, tail light was smashed in, the antenna was broken off, and a side panel was removed. Plus side to this, the thing already looked like shit, so you're probably not <laughs> going to notice a lot of this stuff uh, being there. But it's the it's the idea behind it. How could you do that? Yeah, I thought uh, you guys would be shedding tears with me over that, man. No. Sons
1: of bitches, kids! (laughs) I'm done. I'm going. Why does God let this happen? (laughs) Sorry, I can't finish the show with you guys. I got to head up to Medina. (laughs) Medina, it's Medina. (laughs) (laughs) All right, enough of that shit. All right,
0: let's cut over to Jenny Wood and talk about her project Flutter. Thanks again for being with us, Jenny. Thanks for having me. Can you tell our listeners about Flutter?
3: Flutter is about a girl who shapeshifts into a boy to get the girl and then the chaos that comes from pretending to be someone she's not. She realizes that there are difficulties that come with being a guy, too, and that maybe she shouldn't go around pretending to be something she's not for true love. And it kind of plays around with kind of how a lot of us are in high school, where we will do anything for love. You know, we'll go out sure. for... We'll try out for the school musical, even though we hate musicals, just to be near that girl or boy that we like. And that's kind of how the comic series kicks off. Jeff McComsey is the artist for Flutter. Volume 1 is a 110-page uh, full-color graphic novel that's available right now in 215 Inc. And we're working on Volume 2 right now, which will be another uh, full-color graphic novel, 100 pages. And uh, we hope to debut that next summer at San Diego.
1: Oh, very cool. I was going to ask if it was, like, separate issues that you put into, like, a trade-type type deal, but it was, it's just a whole book.
3: Yeah, it's. I started self-publishing it as just a black and white comic, and my uh, plan was to do five issues and then collect it and add color. That was always my intention. And when I started showing it to publishers... Uh, the feedback I immediately got was have you thought about doing this as a full color graphic novel and I said yes and and it, it, we kind of got to talking and I'm like why wait to do that if that's where I want to go with it
0: and what a good choice that was yeah. not that it would have been uh, any less of an experience in black no. and white but I don't know there's something about that uh, that purple color when the transformation yes. actually yes. happens that I, I just love it's very uh, intriguing
3: thank you thank you I love Jeff not only did the inks? Uh, he did the color, and I love his limited color palette that he uh, he plays around with. Well,
0: it's very it's very good. We loved. Uh, I loved it. I, I like it, guys. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's something that I think oh, almost anyone can relate to. Not that anyone, you know, everyone wants to <clears throat> shape shift into the opposite <laughs> sex, but. <laughs> But uh, just like you were saying, the high school uh, situations and the situations with friends, I mean, there's something in there that everybody, I think, can relate to. Mm-hmm.
3: Thank you. I, you know, it comes down to I think most people go through some point in their life where they're uncomfortable in their own skin and, and they have to yeah. you know, learn to love and accept who they are. Uh, and not try to be anyone else I think that's almost a rite of passage and I tried to play around with a little bit in volume 1 and I do more in volume 2 where she's treated differently as a guy uh, than as a girl and that, that plays into it a lot too we're treated differently in junior high or high school based on if we're a jock or if we're, I, mean, I don't want to go all John Hughes here but if we're you know, <laughs> or whatever we're treated differently by you know what we like and what we're good at
0: Right. Well, thank you so much for, uh, you know, sending us a copy of the book to look at. That was uh, very generous of you.
3: Thank you. Thanks for reading it.
0: Oh, it was our pleasure, really. Um, another thing that we noticed about the character is that uh, they're in vulnerability to being hurt. Now, is that going to be more light shed on that later in uh, Volume 2, or...?
3: Yes, I mean, the, the main character Lily learns more about why she is the way she is and kind of the backstory of of how she got to be to you know the a person who can shapeshift, a person who never gets she never gets sick, she never gets the flu when she falls off her bike, uh, she never gets bruised. She plays around with cutting uh her arm to, to just see if if you know it'll heal and it does it heals right away in volume one and volume two delves deeper into why why that is like how she got there and, and it's it was all i don't want to give away too much for people who haven't read it but it's part of a larger story to deal with her dad uh, and why they're on the run
1: okay, okay.
0: Ah. awesome i can't wait to follow up yeah on that. yep So how did you and uh, Jeff come to work together in the first place?
3: A mutual friend. I started working on Flutter at Grub Street, which is an independent writing center here in Boston. Uh, And now, five years later, uh, I'm teaching a graphic novel comic writing course at Grub Street, the one that I took five years ago. And uh, when I was working on Flutter, the instructor there, Jorge Vega, uh, loved my idea and said he knew an artist that he thought would be perfect for it, and that artist was Jeff. So he kind of set us up. Because, you know, looking for artists is kind of like dating and I hate dating. I always have. Uh, So I got lucky with that. Uh, He introduced us, and and Jeff not only wanted to see the script, he wanted to see all the character sketches, uh, and uh, I don't mean drawings because I can draw, but just uh, descriptions uh, down to, you know, I I write really in-depth Um, Alan Moore would be proud. I write really in-depth character (laughs) descriptions of like what the characters have in their fridge. And Jeff wanted to see all that. Who knows if he read all of it, but I love that he had the same amount of enthusiasm for the project. And then he was able to kind of take what I had in my head and and create that, and in some cases better. And that's, you always want to look for enthusiasm in a collaborator and someone who just gets your vision.
0: Seems like you guys have a good thing going together.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I mean, it, again, it's you, you don't always find that. But it, you will if you keep you keep searching.
0: Sure. Well, it sounds like your search is over. <laughs> now, you also have some other projects out there, um, first of which being an award-winning New York Times best-selling comic anthology. Uh, is it FUBAR?
3: It's FUBAR, yes. Can you
0: tell us about that?
3: FUBAR is actually Jeff McComsey's baby. He's the guy who started that. And it is an ongoing anthology that takes actual events from history and places zombies in them. So there are two World War II anthologies, one set in the Eastern Theater and one set in the Pacific Theater. And then there's American History Z, which is all of American history, but with zombies. And my story in that is The Lost Colony. I got to play around with what happened into that Lost Colony, what really happened. Um, oh, hmm. And yeah, so it's ongoing. Next is going to be Fuvar by the Sword. So we're doing a lot of medieval sword play. Uh, I'm doing Joan of Arc. That's a story for that. And Jeff just uh, released... Uh, Mother Russia, which is a full graphic novel that is all him uh, based on a character that he did uh, in an earlier FUBAR so it's an ongoing series it's a ton of fun we we all do research Uh, we research the actual event and it's usually in that research where we find a unique way to bring in the zombies
0: yeah that looks awesome I I think Brooke would probably uh, eat that series out she loves zombies Everything's better with
1: zombies. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> Very cool. Can't wait to check that one out. Now, you also have a, a new novel out this year, right? Uh, Boy Like Me.
3: Yeah, that just we just released that uh, last month. My comic publisher, 215 Inc., uh, published it. It's not a comic or a graphic novel. It's a young adult novel. And I had an agent. I still have an agent. He was shopping this novel around to the big publishers, and And they were getting back to us and and saying great things about the writing, but uh, the novel features a transgender protagonist, and these big publishers were saying, well, we have something similar, which means they have any type of LGBTQ book. Uh, It can be something completely different. But uh, we hadn't heard back from all of the big publishers yet, but 215 Inc. approached me about publishing it through them. And I love the idea because I've had such a great working relationship with them with Flutter. I also love the idea because um, you know, the the whole uh, transgender issue is something that uh, is very important to me. And I wanted to make sure that uh, the promotion of the book was done right with press releases. The, the language can be... Um, Tricky for someone who doesn't know. You know, I just got this image of someone at a big publisher house who didn't really know the book or didn't really understand and and trying to write a press release about it. And that made me uncomfortable because it means a lot to me uh, that this book and, and, and the subject matter is treated the right way and understandably. Yeah, I mean when you go with a big publisher too, uh, in traditional publishing, you don't always get to pick the book title or the book cover and all of that stuff. Uh, I mean, I think it's important to a lot of most writers, and it should be.
0: Yeah, and I think artists in general, um you know, you set yes. you, you put so much time and so much blood and sweat into these projects that you know, you you care for them like they're almost a being or something. You know, you want to make sure they're done justice and that they're uh, treated correctly. I can totally relate to that.
3: Yes, exactly.
0: Very cool. Now, you also recorded some uh, music to go along with the novel. Is that right?
3: Yes. The woman that uh, the transgender protagonist, the transgender protagonist's name is Peyton, and he is assigned the female gender at birth, but he's a guy. Uh, he just happens to be stuck in the body of a girl. He thinks he's stuck for a while. Um, and everyone in this small southern town, uh, you know, he's got some really supportive people around him, but they think he's a butch lesbian. They don't get that, that he's a guy. And this girl that he meets does get it. She is from a military family. Uh, she's lived all over the world, so she's a little more seasoned. Uh, a little more sophisticated than people in the town, and she just gets it. And the songs are from her point of view, because uh, it was a way to kind of uh, just flesh out the songs that are mentioned in the novel. Uh, I'm a singer, songwriter, guitarist I've played in bands in the past, and it was a way for me to just kind of keep in touch with that. I, I don't, I'm not in a band right now, and it was just fun. It was, it was a way to bring her voice in, too, and not just reference the songs in the, the novel. I had an idea when we were taking it to tra- traditional publishers to put a CD in the back of the book. Oh, uh, but cool. 215 doesn't have the funds for that, and uh, I just put them up on my website.
0: Very cool. Uh, So, I mean, do you have any other, you say you have been playing music for some time. Like, do you uh, have any other, like, recordings out?
3: I, you know, I have some old stuff with bands I played in in Chicago, which is where I went to school, where I lived before Boston. Um, But nothing right now. Okay. I want to, uh, you know, keep finding ways to incorporate music. I always love when I, I see someone who's done that. I think Melissa oftomar from Hole did a graphic novel and included a CD with it. I mean, it's been done a lot of, you know, by by other people definitely, and I always love that.
0: Wow, I haven't heard that name in a long time. She used to play for the <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins, actually.
3: Yep, yep. It was Billy Corgan who recommended her for Hole. Yeah.
0: Wow. Now, I got the chance to hear a few of the songs that you uh, have on your website there, and I was getting a very uh, 90s Smashing Pumpkin kind of vibe out of them, actually. Okay. It's, it's funny you say that.
3: Those are the first songs I learned how to play on guitar. I remember when I, uh, the song Mayonnaise from Siamese Dream, when I figured oh that God. out on guitar, I thought I was king of the world. <laughs>
0: <That> <laughs> I was so, so
3: happy. So, I, yeah. Wow, that is so
0: <laughs> creepy. I had the same experience with that song. That was uh, one of the not the first, but one of the first I ever learned to play. Well, oh, it's I it's fun think to the find First back.
3: songs you learn how to play on guitar stay with you, and then I mean they're they're just there in in stuff you write too.
1: Exactly. That's that awesome. I can still play the heck out of "For Whom the Bell Tolls." Bass <laughs> and guitar, I think. One that's can you really? guitar. Yeah. Wow, that's and awesome. Yeah, the, the pumpkins were. Uh, such
0: a big part of my growing up so to hear you talking about them and what you know what they meant to you that's awesome i love that
3: (laughs) yeah i uh you know those are just uh uh, pumpkins nirvana hole these are uh bands sonic youth Youth. um and i was even into to Soundgarden to to a lesser degree too but just uh those are the first uh songs i learned how to play and so they're just they're part of me Sure. That sounds kind of cheesy, but it's true.
1: Not at all. No way. (laughs) Not at all. Not at
0: all. That's awesome. Well, where can uh, people get your work at?
3: Um, Everything is available. There are links through my website, so the easiest thing to do is go to JennyWood.com, but Flutter is available for sale at Comixology, uh, Amazon.com, 215 Inc., Uh, even like barnesandnoble.com, uh, select stores and same thing with a boy like me. It's available through Amazon, uh, and select stores. So,
0: and, uh, if you're okay with it, uh, we could put one of the uh, songs from a boy like me at the end of the episode, if you'd like.
3: Yeah, that'd be great.
0: Sweet. So yeah, stay tuned after the episode for that.
3: Yeah, people can listen for the uh, Pumpkins, Billy Corrigan influence,
0: <laughs>
3: layers and layers of guitar, because it's just a girl and her uh, one guitar.
0: Oh, wow. Well, it sounds good. It sounds really awesome. I was definitely digging it. I was like, she is definitely a child of the 90s. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, we'll also have links on our website uh, to direct listeners your way. Uh, Jack, what else we have on there? Oh, wow, we got show
1: recaps the heroes wall of justice photos videos uh contact us page send us an email oh uh, we got the Candair store the Candair comic book store and the Candair movie store the candare movie store yes also on the website check out the cincinnati comic expo comic book that jeremy put together with all oh, the yeah, photos yeah. and the sites and stuff that we saw at that place it was awesome we also want to send out a very special thank you to
0: Nag- Natalie Aument, who has sent us some fan work in celebration oh, yes, of our nice. uh, 50th episode. So uh, it's going to be on the website, and we're we'll going throw to a link too. Yeah. yeah, we'll throw a link to her website, which is AllmentDesign. Go over there, check out her uh, artwork, and. Uh, Jump on the website, check out the artwork she did for us, and I'll also throw it out on Twitter for you people.
1: Uh, anything else? Hey, if you want to send us some fan art, we'll uh, throw that on the website with a link to your other work, too. Yes, yes, we
0: love getting fan art. We haven't got a whole lot yet, but uh, every time it comes in, we just get giddy as little girls. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jeff welcome.
3: I'm Jenny Wood. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks again for being with us
3: Happy 50th episode
0: Oh thank you so much (laughs) Didn't think we'd be here and here we are Yep. Well thank you And uh, we'll talk to everyone next week
1: See ya Bye guys
0: That was another great episode of Canned Air, huh, sure Timmy? it was. Let's go outside.
1: All right. Hey, kids. Oh, my God, who's that? It's Creeper, the worst G.I. Joe character ever made. That's right. I heard you guys were going to go outside. Why don't you stay inside and go to www.cannedairpodcast.com, where you can get some scoop on past episodes, see movie trailers, and go to the Canned Air game store, video store, and comic book store. Yay! With CanAirPodcast.com, we'll never have to go outside again. Now we know, and knowing is half the battle. Joe. Yeah, it is. Come and commit.
2: The Korean War has sadly been known as the forgotten war, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World.